0: Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's time. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gone Bridge Podcast, episode 20. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Claussen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing? Closing in on spring training, on the end of spring training.
1: We are closing in on spring training. St. Patrick's Day is in the
2: rearview mirror. We're ready to go. Yeah, it's been a rough week for me. I've had a lot of midterm assignments, but in my
0: happy place now, I'm ready to talk about the Red Sox. Well, who would have ever thought that we would come into an episode talking – I mean, we keep it on the Red Sox, but who would have ever thought that we come into an episode and the first thing that we lead off with is talking about LeBron James. Part – LeBron Celtics again in the playoffs? Dude, the Celtics. I don't even want to talk about the Celtics. The Celtics are just I, – I don't, I don't even know not what fun. to think. They're not fun at all. But LeBron James has bought part ownership of the Fenway Sports Group, which means that he is now a minority owner of the Boston Red Sox. Crazy.
2: Yeah, who would have thought? I mean – Not me. Not a huge LeBron guy personally. I, I think he's think... a decent guy. But uh I never would have expected him to – getting on the red Sox like this Klaus, nah. you know why but
1: um i mean i can just say that lebron has finally admitted that boston is the best sports city in america um hence buying into boston sports fenway sports group um but yeah so the reason he did it if nobody knows um so liverpool football cup football club soccer team he's also under ownership of fenway sports group so LeBron, from what I understand, already owns some minority stake in Liverpool, and he wanted more. And the best way for him to do it was to buy into Fenway Sports Group. So I think he kind of accidentally bought into the Red Sox. But I think his main move was to go to Liverpool, but got the Red Sox. So, um, you know, LeBron usually brings a chip wherever it goes. So this can, uh, this can probably mean good things.
0: Well, I can assure you that he's definitely not a Red Sox fan. I mean, when he was in Cleveland a couple years ago, he was big on the Indians. In fact, I think he had he was at someone's birthday party and he had like a Cleveland Indians cake. There's also been pictures of him in Yankees hat, Cubs hats. I mean, so he's not like a Red Sox guy, but uh, certainly an interesting move. And I I'm so curious to see if he will have like any involvement in the team. I kind of doubt it, but. I mean, just imagine LeBron sitting behind home plate, like wild. If, he'd probably get booed. If LeBron
2: was on the Red Sox, what position do you guys think he would play? Center field. No, I think he'd be first base. First, first or pitcher.
1: Put six eight LeBron in center field. Nothing's getting by him.
0: No way. I mean, he's not. I feel like he just doesn't have like the. Actually, I'd be stupid to say he doesn't have, like, the athleticism. I mean, he's – He can do it all. Yeah, exactly. I I think he would be better suited as, like, a third baseman. I feel like he'd have a rifle arm. Put that rifle arm in center.
2: Because he just has unreal range. But I think he could absolutely fire some fastballs down from the mound to home plate, as
0: the pitchers do. When he was with the Heat for a little bit, there was some talk about him, like – Joining the Dolphins to play tight end. Like, I feel like he's always been linked to football and like other sports. I mean, he's just a freak of nature. He's such an insane athlete. I mean, he's still, he's still what, like 37? Like he's still putting on a performance. He's like 37, you know? Yeah, yeah he's crazy.
2: Um,
1: back when uh, the NBA walked down a couple of years ago, the, apparently the Cowboys gave him a contract offer to go play. It was either safety or tight end. I think it was tight end. Tight end. Yeah. Can you
0: it's imagine? Can you imagine like I mean he makes like Gronk look small. I mean, he would just be a force force of nature. It's a large but, individual. Definitely a large individual. Um yeah, I mean it, for me it was more just the the headline shock of seeing LeBron James is now an owner of the Red Sox. I think that there isn't much more to the story beyond that. I mean we'll see uh you know what happens with it, but it was quite the surprising Thing to see now if you guys like if there's one thing that lebron could do with the team what would you want that to be what do you mean do with the team like, like a publicity like thing imp- or like like improve improve at fenway he
1: should like he should stick a big basketball hoop in center field and
0: if you hit a homer through the basketball hoop it's two runs that would be sweet. I mean, I feel like he just brings in a different uh, viewpoint from these other owners. He's a lot younger. Uh, I mean, he's played sports. He knows what it's like to be an athlete. But, yeah, Steve, what do you, you got anything? Nah,
2: I don't think he's going to do anything with the Red Sox. I literally think, don't think he's going to even – we're not going to see him at Fenway or anything like that. Never. So.
0: It's just – yeah, no, crazy. I didn't realize how much money he has. I think the majority of that has come from – Endorsements and Nike. And I know, had,
2: yeah, exactly, yeah. crazy so
0: stuff.
1: What I just looked up: the Fenway Sports Group owns three teams, so they own the Red Sox, Liverpool Football Club, and Roush Fenway Racing, which
0: I assume is like cars. Yeah, I think it's a. Don't they? I thought they had something to do. There was like a race at Fenway or something. I don't know, but horses. It might be. I have no idea.
1: I don't know, but. Um, his business card, business partner, Maverick Carter, was the one who is already a partner of Fenway Sports Group. So we pulled him in. Um, so, yeah, I, again, I don't really
0: expect LeBron to do much, but open up his checkbook for the fans. So now I'm, expe- I'm expecting Jordan, Michael Jordan, to buy a stake in the Yankees, and the Goats are going to duel it out with their baseball teams. I think that's how we're going to have to decide the GOAT battle. Yankees versus Red Sox.
1: I mean, I can't, I can't say that LeBron is better than Jordan, even if the Red Sox win a World Series under LeBron.
2: Agree, but this is not a basketball podcast, and we will not have the basketball goat debate on this episode. <laughs> never,
0: never. That's why we're gonna move into some more Red Sox talk. Eduardo Rodriguez is the opening day starter. Uh, very happy for Eddie, and yeah, um, Steve, you were saying what? He's the first or Third. He is the first Venezuelan born
2: Red Sox pitcher to start an opening day. He is the third Latin American born, or not Latin American born, uh Latin American, I believe is the term. Uh Red Sox opening day starter. The other two being I already told Gardner this. Do you know who they are Clausen? Say it again. Uh, Latin American Red Sox pitchers to start opening day. You know who they are? Pedro. it's one.
1: Chris Sale. <laughs> white Chris Sale's from like Lakeland, <laughs> Lakeland, Florida. All right, not Chris Sale. Uh, David Price. Uh, no, sir. Really? Yeah. David Price is from the states, huh? Um, you got to go way back on this. one. I got to go way back. He had a sweet mustache. That's the hint louis tiont yes, yes sir. sir nice work is there another one is that two
2: uh that was two
0: just That's the two, two. it's oh, actually all right it's crazy oh, so my, my red socks knowledge muscles here it is crazy how many opening day like different opening day starters we've had in the past like 10 years i mean it's been almost a new one every year who ripped uh, it last year was it a uh Valde, Valde? Right? it was a evolved yeah remember that first game against baltimore they were up like nine nothing and i was like oh man peraza is gonna save us and <laughs> the pitching is gonna be like and okay lost. and then the next day they lost and then the next day they lost and then they did a whole lot of losing after that but yeah i mean the last couple of years we've had sales start porcello had one price had one
1: yeah, I mean, I'm looking back, and it Buckles. was so Avaldi, and then there was a couple of years of sale, a couple of years of Porcello, Price, Lester and Beckett went back and forth for a little bit. Didn't Buckles have one in 2015
0: against the Phillies? You would be absolutely correct. Sweet. And yeah,
2: what obscure knowledge. You Clay
0: that was the year that we didn't sign any pitchers, and we just baited ourselves into thinking that Clay Buckles was a number one didn't picture. he throw a no-hitter? In his career. His first oh, wait, no, that was his first start at Fenway. Of... I thought it was his first yeah. career start. I think I think it was second career start. Was it? No, I don't think – no one's had one since then, right? That was electric. No-hitter? Yeah. Yeah, no way. What year was that? Was that 07 or 08? I think it was what? 08. I don't think Clay Jarrett was on the 07 team.
2: Clay Buckholtz, I think, made his first major league start. In, like, the 2010s, didn't he?
0: I don't know. I feel like every time when I was younger and I went to Fenway, it was always Caledro starting. I'm going with
2: 2011.
0: No way. I'm going to say 2008 was his first start. Let's see. I'm looking it up.
2: Oh, it was 2007.
0: Was it? Wow. Wow. So, Caledro had two rings. You know, he was on pace to win the Cy Young in 2013, and then he got hurt. He, yeah. was like, um, he was like uh nice that year. He was what like 11 and one or something. He was he was literally like on pace to start the All-Star game. And then it was every year he was hurt. Every year. Yeah. In fact, I was supposed to go to a game that year and uh he was going to pitch and he got hurt that morning. So Alfredo Aceves had to hit uh hit the team with the spot start. And He actually pitched pretty well, but wasn't he a reliever? He did like everything. In fact, you know, I think he had like the best winning percentage of any pitcher who pitched like, I don't know. He was like 30 and two in his career. Yeah. It was like weird, but yeah, no, Eddie's the opening day starter. I mean, well-deserved. Yeah, absolutely. He was the unanimous choice. Unanimous? Unanimous. Unanimous. I always say it in Connecticut. Um, never go to Connecticut, folks. What's that? Do you really say like one thousand never go to Connecticut. Yeah, you you replace every A with an O in Connecticut. That's just how oh. I talk. Kidding. Okay. Uh, Andrew. Yeah, I'm on Andrew uh, Godner. <laughs> That's how they, they say it in the old land of CT. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, not not great. Um, yeah, I mean he was the. Uh, the clear choice i mean avaldi's gonna be the number two and then after that it's just like who cares who cares although pavetta that is looking good in spring training but P- P- pavetta throws heat bro. i am so excited for pavetta and i'm um you know he's got three starts in spring training nine innings pitched a three era uh eight strikeouts nine innings a one whip i mean listen that's only nine innings but it's better than matt hall believe he's been averaging like 96 miles per hour in
2: his fastballs.
0: No, he looks good. I honestly think that he just needed a change of scenery from Philly. And uh, has Brandon Workman still hasn't been picked up yet, right? Uh, I haven't heard anything. I don't think he has. I mean, that trade worked out really well. I don't even know where. He kind of stunk in Philly. Hembray signed with the Indians. Um, yeah, Workman was like made a couple – relief appearances oh he got
2: traded to the cubs didn't he yeah
0: he's on the cubs workman yeah Yeah. oh didn't even know that um
1: first so first article i can see about brandon workman brandon workman looking to recapture 2019 form with cubs after rough 2020 for
2: that rough 2020 is an understatement
0: yeah he was not not good although yeah 2019 he was electric but uh Mm -hmm. Yeah, the bullpen for the Red Sox is going to be interesting. I uh, I feel like we don't talk about that enough. I mean, the closer role right now is completely up in the air between Ottavino and Barnes.
2: I feel like it's Matt Barnes to start the season.
0: I would agree. I think it would be like it would be tough for Ottavino to come in, especially when he hasn't been closing the last couple of years, and take the job from him. But personally, I would much rather have Ottavino closing. Nah. if he knows better. Matt Barnes just gives you though. A... Dude, Matt it could be better. Matt He's Barnes is be the blood pressure intensifier. Yo,
2: he... but his K-per 9 is like top five in the league.
0: Yeah, but also his spike your curveball into the dirt and have the runner advance to second has also gotta be tops in the league.
2: Hey man, Adrino had a rough season last season. So he absolutely proves that he is going to take the job from Matt Barnes, and he deserves it. Riding with Maddie backpacks.
0: Didn't we say we're not counting 2020 at all? Like, no, Clausen has said that. On no, Monday. I'm on Lawson's side. 2020 doesn't count. I don't care.
1: As your local stats guy, I don't count 2020 stats in any sport. Thank you, Lawson. Any sport? Any sport? I mean, all right. So, so I guess like, all right. Mostly baseball because. Basketball kind of got interrupted. Football ran its normal
0: pace. And yeah. Baseball hockey. was just yeah, weird. Hockey and basketball were weird. I forgot about hockey. Hockey definitely does exist. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Some people forget that. Some people do forget that. In fact, like hockey's coming back to ESPN, which is pretty cool. I'm excited for that. Really? Yeah.
2: Hockey?
0: What's that? Hockey was off ESPN. It hasn't been on ESPN since, like, 2003, I think. It's been on NBC, but that was pretty yeah, cool. I forgot about hockey. Um, did you guys see that Twitter video of the guy's Red Sox basement? That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool.
1: It's a nice basement.
0: It's God. a good basement. We it's... reached out to him and uh, didn't hear anything. He's probably hey. too busy sitting in his basement. Par it, was for the... like, it was, like, two yeah. days ago. Good was. Fine. Eh, He's a busy okay. man it's all good um what else we got here uh Woo Sox tickets opening day or uh season tickets for the Woo Woo-Socks have sold out for the season is, really uh, yeah i don't know if I you guys saw bought that. all of them really yeah. so when when i go you're gonna be like the only other person there well you're not gonna go because i have all the tickets <laughs> good point <laughs> once two steps ahead of me wasn't there a guy a couple years ago i think it was an angels game who bought out like an entire section and hopes to yep. catch a home run ball. And yep. no one hit a home run. I remember that. I don't know who it was, but yeah, people home, runs, you know who it's a lot of them. Bobby Dahlback does. <laughs> yeah, throbby D. Ding.
2: Ding. Bobby dingers for dingers.
0: Dingers for days. Hit another grand, Bobby.
1: Hit another grand salami a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: That, he, that he, was he, just he, a piss. He is looking really, really good. Um, I think he's easily the starting first baseman from here on out. I don't think how's the be- defense at first looked. I haven't really been paying attention. I mean, listen, if Hanley Ramirez can play first base, I think Bobby D can can handle it. The Sorry.
1: transformation of Hanley from fat in left field to fit at first base was electric.
0: That you was remember when Hanley would
2: just like mess with the guys on first. Like yeah, the uh, a guy would uh, take his primary lead and then like mark where he was. And then he would take a secondary lead and uh, Hanley would walk over there in between pitchers and just like wipe away his mark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You remember when Hanley, after the first game of 2018, like lifted up his shirt and people thought that was going to be a big thing for the year. And then like a month later, the Red Sox were like, you got to get out of town, buddy. Yeah. Well, he was
1: was allegedly involved in a fentanyl drug ring. (laughs) Allegedly, allegedly He got cleared of it. Allegedly is the key word. I mean, I can understand where the Red Sox are coming from. If your first baseman is involved in a fentanyl drug ring, probably don't want him hanging around for
0: long. Well, they had uh, Pedroia again there was the reason why um, Hanley kind of had to go because they needed to clear up a spot for him. And it was either – I think it was between Hanley and like Nunez. I don't even remember. But they ended up going with Hanley, cut off some salary – and, yeah, I mean, it worked out fine, which is the crazy thing, but uh, – What do you guys think Hanley's up to these days? Probably doing fentanyl. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. He was – didn't – he played with the Indians, what, in like 2018 or 19? Like 2019. I think it was 2019. He played like 20 games for them. What do I think Hanley's up to now? I think that – I think – I don't know. I think he's just like lounging on a beach somewhere. It seems like a handy thing to do. I don't know. He's I def- do you know what he's definitely not doing? What? Playing definitely. Well, that's a good point. He's definitely not hanging out with Pablo Sandoval either. I hope not. I cannot even tell you how mad it made me when I get the, like, MLB news alerts on my phone when the Red Sox score or the opponent scores. And I got one last week saying, like, Pablo Sandoval singles for the Braves. And it was, like, one nothing Braves. And I was like, just don't need that. Don't need that. I don't even care if it's spring training. I forgot he was on the Braves. I forgot so, he still played baseball. Yeah. I forgot that he's still not a professional food eater. But that's yeah. no—that's neither here nor there. Um, so, anyway, yeah, Dahlbeck is just, he's lighting the field on fire. Um, the one big position battle the team has is uh, kind of like that extra bench guy. So, What's it called? Uh, Plawecki's locked into a spot, and it's all but confirmed that the Red Sox are m- going to be carrying three bench players to start the season. So Plawecki's one of them, and then between Arauz, Chavis, Arroyo, and Cordero, only two of those guys can stay.
2: I don't. Oof. Yeah, I feel like you can't really get rid of Cordero because then it's like, why do we trade Andrew Benatendi? Right. I don't. I don't.
1: I'll say I'm very hot on the Franchi train. Um, he
2: hasn't I'm not, really played at all this spring, hasn't he?
0: No, he's, he's actually he's, he's, on the COVID list. Yeah, he's been banged up a little bit. In fact, there were some r- rumors that the Red Sox might, like, throw him on the Phantom DL to start the season maybe and just roll with that. But I'd be with that, honestly. Um, I would say – so right now the uh, stats between Arauz, Chavis – and Arroyo are all – they're all pretty similar. So Chavis is hitting 273 and 33 at-bats. He's got four home runs and um, eight RBIs. And then Arroyo's hitting 290 and 31 at-bats with two home runs and four RBI. And then Arauz is hitting 321 and 28 at-bats with one home run and six RBI. So they're all producing, which is a good problem to have. In different just, ways, though. Yeah, personally, I would say if I had to choose one out of the three of them, I don't know. I'm glad I'm not Alex Cora right now.
2: I'm not going to lie. Probably would just keep riding with Icehorse.
0: Yeah, I mean, Icehorse is the biggest name out of the three of them. Um, Most established player. Arroyo, Arroyo is like interesting because he was a top prospect in the MLB like two or three years ago, and he was the main prospect sent back to Tampa Bay in the Evan Longoria trade. So I don't know if he is ever gonna like regain that form or potential that people thought he had, or if he's kind of a bust.
2: Well, it's not like Evan Longoria was like a big name getting traded to the giants so i don't know what the yeah even
0: well arroyo at the time was still a top 50 prospect in the majors um so he wasn't like bad but i don't i don't really know um yeah i don't really know what to expect out of them um yeah and aro is interesting because he was taken with the rule five draft so you can't like send him down or else he'll probably go back to houston yeah. So there's a lot of a uh, lot of factors to weigh
2: there. I'm sure that Alex Cora is going to finesse the system in such a way that he's going to put somebody on the Phantom DL or something, and he's going to keep as many of these guys under our control as possible.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's what's going to end up happening. Um, but I mean, for right now, the Woo Sox roster is just looking loaded, stacked like. Right now they have Durbin Feldman, uh, Tanner Houck, which we'll, we can talk a little bit more about that after. And then Duran, Jeter Downs, Connor Wong, Ronaldo Hernandez, Casas. I mean, Damn. I am excited to catch a game and see some of these guys. I mean, a lot of these guys are the future of the Red Sox.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you're not a Woo Sox fan right now, I mean, the deadline to hop on this bandwagon is coming in hot. So the to
1: so put it away, d- the socks train is roll is rumbling down the tracks. So you either get on the train or get out of the way. You need to yeah. be on
0: the train by March 21st at three seventeen PM. Anytime after that. Cut Dude, off. If you don't ride the wave, you're going to drown. It's a good point, Steve. Nobody wants to drown. I don't know how you can listen to this podcast and still not be pro Wu
2: Yeah. I don't think there is another prof- more pro Wu podcast. Unless there is an exclusively, like, dedicated <laughs> Sox. Woo Sox podcast that I am not aware of, I'm pretty sure we're number one on that list.
0: I'm, like, 99% sure that we're, we're like, I think our official title should be second biggest Red Sox podcast and biggest Woo Sox podcast. Or like exactly. the f- Red Sox podcast is a bold statement. Name oh. someone else who's been on section 10. I can't. Pat Light. Pat Light doesn't want to come on Gone Bridge though. Hey, Pat Light doesn't have a
2: red box. Sorry we're closed. More like sorry we're open, Pat Light. Jesus Christ. Nobody wants to talk to you.
1: Sorry you don't read your DMs. Uh yeah.
2: We're uh Go tweet at Pat Light for us and just be like, you stink. <laughs> don't do anything like super super malicious. Just be like, I don't agree with that. Just disagree with everything he
0: says. Everybody, we should have like a contest, like for everybody who tweets at Pat Light to come on Gone Bridge, like we'll give you a pat on the back or something.
2: No, I don't even want them to tweet to come on Gone Bridge. I just want them to like be slightly passive aggressive in his replies. Be like, like, that's kind of a bad take actually. So we're just going to have
1: our fans like playground bully him for no context.
0: Dude, Steve, I think nice. you're missing the point. Is we still want Pat Light to come on here? I just don't think that. So don't, if we send our fans know, at him in
2: a negative way, and he deserves to be on this
1: podcast. I don't think I don't think Pat Light thinks that we're better than him.
0: Yeah, who said that? Can I actually like? I did not realize how bad his stats were. Like I looked at them the other day, and I was like, he was really really bad. He, he also like two games. Yeah, I was going to say he only pitched like twice. Got <laughs> shelled like. I knew that he didn't play a lot, but I thought he at least pitched like 25 games. I mean. How is this guy so famous? I mean, he made Lars he struck Anderson, out Mike Trout. He made Lars Anderson's career look like a Hall of Fame career compared and to he struck out Mike uh, Trout, but that was in like one of three at bad studies. I mean, even a blind squirrel finds a knot every once in a while. I mean, what can yeah, do? broken clock's right twice a day. Come on, guys. Exactly.
2: Uh, that broken clock struck out Mike Trout. Exactly.
0: Yeah. hell of a yeah. broken clock. Pat. Did you uh, – whatever. Disappointing. Disappointing. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all
2: I i We're kind of in a weird limbo right now where like spring training is winding down and I just want the season to start. This but. is like
0: going to be the last weird episode, I feel like, because next week – Excited to announce that we're doing our season predictions episode because it will be our last episode before the season starts. And if you guys can't tell, we are a little short on content this week because ultimately nothing to talk about. It has been dry. And we've kind of this last month, it's been really quiet. And we've kind of come out of it pretty well because we've been able to line up a few guests. Um, But this week, we don't have one. And we're a little bit short on everything. Uh, but, yeah, position battles, pitching's looking good, Dalvik's looking good. Uh, do we got anything else before we hop into a little uh, ask on bridge? Um,
2: Xander Bogarts, I think, is now, is nearing some kind of play soon, along with uh, Franchi. So that's exciting. That's pretty much all I got, though.
0: I got nothing. We uh, answer some questions.
1: Let's do it. I think I'm finally understanding this Ask Gone Bridge deal a little more.
0: Yeah, and
1: understand. The 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 understanding was the bridge of understanding was the Gone Bridge of understanding. The Gone Bridge of understanding wasn't quite connecting last week. Ah,
2: seems like a common problem you run into, Clausen. Uh, it's it's, it's a block in my mind shout
0: out academics um yeah also we would love for you guys to throw some more questions uh because the well is running a tad dry i mean it's to be expected though because yeah we're, we're dry
2: on content so you guys are also
0: dry on content it's a good point steve we can't expect much out of them if we can't produce as well right we got two questions today. The first one comes in from give me a second. I have not looked at these yet. So Hunter. Hunter Renfro. Hunter. Not Renfro. His question is: where does Michael Chavis fit on the roster? Dang, we kind of already talked about this. I know. Realistically, uh, he doesn't. Realistically, I think he could slide in to be like that 25th, 26th guy. But where does he fit? Probably in Worcester. Nowhere well, that's for sure. (laughs) That is an excellent way to put it. Michael Chavis, if you set up a math equation for Michael Chavis, it would be Michael Chavis equals confusing process. We should just trade him. I would be down for that. Just trade him to, like, the Rockies.
2: I feel like he'd fit well in Colorado. Can you
0: imagine some of the – bombs he yeah, would hit out there bro dude i could <laughs> honestly like imagine if he just turned in like arenado 2.0
2: yeah dude. imagine that middle infield between story sick. and davis be sick sick yeah well, rock Rockies should probably hop on that yeah yeah
1: maybe that can be lebron's first move is co-owner
0: you know who else is located in the colorado rockies um the company that should sponsor us no free ads. No free ads though, so I won't say their name. No free ads. Our second question is very similar to the first one and comes in from Iggy's Sports Talk. And he asks, which newcomer are you more excited most excited to watch? Franchi. Oh, I thought you were gonna give us options. No, it's an open-ended. This is, you gotta formulate your own answer, Steve. The so way on. that you uh, phrased it, I was like, "There's more." So you're gonna. There but more? wait, but wait, there's more. We'll double your offer now.
2: Um, um,
1: I would say I'm very excited to watch Frenchy Cordero because he's either gonna be a tank or he's gonna flop really hard, and <laughs> I'm here for both of it. There's no middle ground. You're right. There's no middle ground. What do you mean newcomer? Like. Like, new player on the team. New,
0: has not played for the Red Sox before this year. Okay. I'm excited for
2: – I cannot remember his name, and I don't want to just categorize him. The as
0: Goose? No, not the Goose.
2: Guy from Japan.
0: Oh, you know? uh, Hirokazu Sar- Sawimura? Something like that. Uh,
2: I'm excited to him, for him because I uh, – yeah, it's Hirokaza Sawamura.
0: I got to get an official pronunciation on that. That's what it was. I just gave it to you. Sweet. Thank you, Steve.
2: Hirokaza Sawamura. Sweet. Uh, I'm very excited for him. He looks like Koji 2.0. Did you see... He's slightly heavier, but whatever. Did
0: you guys see that video of Koji's son Kaz playing baseball at IMG Academy? He's a tank. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, he was nice with it. He's got this, like, sweet curveball. That he was just, like, it's like 60 mile per hour. Kid's, like, still 13, 14, but he was – Oh, like, he's, like, really,
1: 13. I thought, you were, I thought he was in, like, high school, and he's throwing 60 miles uh,
0: an hour. I'm like, this kid's got to step it up. No, I think he's, like, 13 or 14. I'm not sure. Um, But it's my bad answer bad for the 14. question – Um, I guess I'll go with Garrett Richards, but – I'm mostly – I'm very excited for Nick Pavetta. I know he pitched, like, three games last year, but I just kind of blurred out all of 2020. So, I'll say a little Pavetta slash Richards combo.
2: I'll throw Adovino in there too just because I want to see, like, people, like, pitch well out of the Definitely. Day.
0: I hope that we pull up, like, one random AAA guy up kind of like uh, – what was his name? Matt Hall or Robert Stock or someone like that who we can just, you know – yeah. No, I don't. You don't want that? No, no Matt Hall. I Matt, don't Matt Hall got at, optioned like so quickly this spring training. In fact, I think he like looked at the field and they're like, Triple A, nope, you can't look here. <laughs> That's tough. Gonna need to update his hall pass. Yeah, shout out that. I wonder if his kids are still enjoying Christmas. It's every, Christmas is every oh, day yeah, in
1: I the know. hall house. The gift That's
0: that cool. keeps on giving. Wonder how Mike Kickham's doing as well. Dude, I don't. Do you care? Yeah,
1: hey, what, what, what's always with the hostility today? First Pat White, now Mike Kickham.
0: Dude,
2: Pat White has, has been our number one on our beef list since the beginning of time.
0: We've never even talked to the guy. That's the whole point,
2: bro. <laughs> <laughs> Pat White, he knows we exist. I know for a fact he knows. That There's is. this
0: other Wild Chat Sports podcast that is so much smaller than us. Like, so much smaller. And they're not even baseball-oriented. And they get, like, four likes on every hey, instant. Hey, picture. hey, hey. not them. I'm not. What, what's with I'm all not, this slander today? I'm not, I'm not slandering. I'm just saying that Pat Light... <laughs> no, you are slandering. I'm not. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You have to cut this. Hold on. There'll be no cutting. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just saying that Pat Light somehow no pat light likes their picture like all the time
1: and all right well here's the deal we had like 10 people listening to our podcast and then jared Carabas decided to invite us on
0: yeah no i'm not i'm not slandering them they're part of the wild chat sports family i'm not slandering them shout out paradise chat
2: yeah i mean but jared was like hey guys you know who the easiest person to get on like x red sox give me a great guest he made made it it sound like he was like, like, if you have three followers on Twitter and you just send this guy a Zoom link in the DM, like, he'll join it. Like, you won't it, even have to put It map. sounded
1: like if you could make fog on a mirror, you could make Pat White hop on a – it didn't even have to be a podcast.
2: Well, you could apparently just send him we link. can't
0: even do that, so. Jared was like, if you just want to talk to him, like, you don't even have to record it. Pat White's got nothing going on. Also, the one – never mind. Never mind. But I'm – so we We're
2: like, let's get Pat White on.
0: Yeah. Reached out to him a couple times. We should just try sending him a Zoom link. Jared tried calling him during our episode with him. I was gonna say we've had so many potentially good conversations, like during our interviews, that just haven't happened. Like Jeff Passan got called. Jared didn't happen. Pat Light didn't happen. Uh, Mike Lowell, JVE almost called him. Totally joking. But still, um, but yeah. Bright
2: bright days ahead for the- Pat Light if you listen to this right now. If some by some extension this gets back to you. We got beef, bro. <laughs>
0: I'm just it's, just it's just the just two of you. It's today. just the two of it, Pat. It's just you and Steve. It's just you and Steve.
2: Pat Light. I feel like you got nothing going on. We got not a whole lot going on. Maybe it's more than you. Let's make some magic happen, Pat. Uh, yeah. We can just yeah, whatever. You're not even
0: worth my time, but like Well oh, you just ate up a good amount of time talking about him, but uh you guys think LeBron James would want to come on our show? I don't see why not. i I
1: do. <laughs> I mean LeBron doesn't have that much going on. It's not yeah, like he has kids and a professional basketball career or something. And a
0: school that he's running on the side too.
1: <laughs> he's got plenty of time. Definitely. Definitely.
0: Uh all right. Notes with Clawson.
1: What do we got? Yeah. Um, I had a, an epiphany this last 24 hours. I came up with a few. Uh, most of them are St. Patrick's Day related. Um, so I was watching some of the games and I was looking at some of the jerseys. The Red Sox do it right. They go all green mm-hmm. and they look great. But I was looking at it was Dodgers and White Sox. And all they did was just put their regular spring training jerseys on and threw a green hat on. It looked awful. That's yeah, tough.
2: That's like what they do for a bunch of holidays.
1: It looks terrible. Father's Day, blue. I mean, they change the I colors, think. though, like at least for the Red Sox. I don't know if the Red Sox just do it right, but they'll change the lettering to the white blue. We'll
0: yeah. They Day also have the, the Memorial Day hats are always sweet. I know. Yeah,
2: do you guys remember when BJ pitched a complete game shutout on I Memorial do. Day? against the and Mariners. Then, yeah. And then 45 minutes later, they were like, hey, have fun up here. Boom, you're back down. Go back down to AAA. Get out of here.
0: Pawtucket is calling your name, buddy.
2: All right. Anyway.
0: Second one.
1: Um, kind of relates a little bit to Ask on Bridge, but my uh, St. Patrick's Day playlist yesterday included shipping Up to Boston, as it usually mm-hmm. does. Um, made me think, like, what are your favorite songs to hear? At, what's your favorite song to hear at Fenway? Oh, that – well, I got two answers.
0: Actually, I'll say one. I love hearing Tessie. Because yeah. that means the Red Sox won. Yeah, it true. does. Steve? Steve, you got to hammer home the right answer.
2: Uh, hold on. So I have a good story about this, actually. Okay. Prepare for six minutes of quality content.
0: Oh, boy. <sighs> Let's go for it.
2: So everybody's familiar with the fact that the Boston Red Sox play a song called Sweet Caroline. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Everybody's familiar with that. We've all been there before. You know, touching me, touching you, all that jazz. Yeah, that's the, that's the most important part of it. <laughs> carry on, carry on. <laughs> Freshman year of college, I'm a junior now, so two years ago. My buddy and current roommate, who will not be named out of privacy reasons, uh, met a girl while he was doing his radio show, because she had also been doing a radio show, and by some mistake in the organization, they were booked at the same time. This girl's name was Caroline. If you look back in the history of the Red Sox, when they first started playing Sweet Caroline, it lines up with the day that she was born. And this is because uh, the Red Sox were down going into the eighth inning. And the people in the box controlling the effects of the game and all this stuff were saying, how can we get the fans hyped up? How can, we, how can we get them to rally around this team so that the Red Sox can come back and they can win this game? And one of the guys that was working said, uh, my, bu- uh, my buddy pointed to the other worker, said, you just had a daughter. What's her name? Caroline, right? How about we play Sweet Caroline? No way. <laughs> so they played Sweet Caroline during the seventh inning stretch. Going into the eighth inning, the Red Sox came back and won that game. Next time, Red Sox were down going into the eighth inning. They figured, hey, it works the first time. Let's play it again. Played it, won another game. I think they did it one or two more times, and then it stuck into a tradition. Take this with a grain of salt, because I don't talk to this girl anymore. I haven't seen her in two years. Uh, but she claims that she's the reason why Sweet Caroline has played at Fenway Park every single game. So, wow. Sounds like cat, but I'll believe it. No, Bobby, we'll believe that.
0: it. <laughs> Break yeah, the I- news on Gone Bridge.
2: That's That being said... My favorite song in Red Sox history that I ever heard at the ballpark was when Hanley used to play and his walk-up song was Take On Me. And when like it would cut out to like the high note, and then everybody in the stadium would just like hit the high note. That was the most electric thing every couple of bads. Also same thing. You remember
0: when Shane Victorino used to do that? Oh yeah. Every little thing's gonna be all right. Also, JD Martinez hustling gets me pumped up every time. I'm looking at a article right now. It said, "So how did this goofy tradition start?" During a 1997 game at Fenway, Amy Toby, an employee in charge of ballpark music during the season, played "Sweet Caroline" because someone she knew had just had a baby named Caroline. And for the next few years, the song would be played. Uh, wait, hold on. Yeah, it, that's. I think that that could entirely line up. Checked, checked. Book it. Yeah, because if unnamed roommate was a freshman, she could have been like a junior or senior. So was, yes. yeah, so that would make sense. She'd be like twenty-four now. Yep.
2: Shout out to you, Caroline.
0: Shout out, Caroline. Um, all right. We can close out the ninth here. What do we got? What do we got? Um
2: let's get this season
1: going yeah shout out if you listen to the end of this episode
2: yeah if you made it this far get a hobby i guess (laughs) no
0: (laughs) or just have a shorter commute to work (laughs) (laughs) um i guess my closing out the ninth thought would be i got a couple things um I'm officially booked to see Andrew Benatendi play next year. I'm going to see the Cardinals play the Royals. Barbecue Benny. So I am pumped for that. And also, what if the Red Sox broke out the green jerseys like every so often? Or like what wouldn't it be cool if the Red Sox had just like a new jersey? It'd be awesome. I think It'd that'd be, like be cool. Orange or something. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's just take the old Marlins jerseys and just write Red Sox on it. I think that MLB has to get a little bit more creative with the jerseys because I've been seeing like the NBA does a little bit too much, but like MLB is so bland sometimes I feel like. Very traditional. Very traditional. And my last closing out the ninth thought is – Probably next week is one episode I'm just very excited for because it's going to be our last one during the off season, and we're going to be rolling through, uh, yeah, preseason predictions for the team, individuals around the league. So it's going to be a good show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else, Clausen? Nope. You look tired. I'm exhausted. Pat light. Anytime, anywhere. Me and you. Anytime, anywhere. Also, shout out University of Illinois. Bring me home that March Madness uh, win. My bracket is a, it is
1: a joke.
2: Yeah, my brackets are nonsense.
1: I, I haven't watched a single minute of – Actually, speaking of brackets and people who might know a little bit more about basketball than us, Wild
0: Chat Sports, new oh, podcast. Yeah. New podcast. Wild, Wild Chat, Chat Sports Book? Yes, I actually, I listened to a little bit at the gym earlier today. Sounded, uh, sounded good, so go check it, it out. It
1: is four of our members um, of Wild Chat Sports talking about, I, is it just March Madness? I believe so.
0: I think, uh, I'm not sure, honestly. Yeah, my brackets
2: oh. are nonsense. I picked my picks much like I did in high school during math exams, and that was from the heart.
1: <laughs> good stuff.
0: Well, anyways, yeah.
1: you've got an hour and 15 minutes, which clearly, if you've listened to this, you have a lot of time on your hands. Um, <laughs> go check out episode one. Um, I be- It's on Spotify for sure. I'm not sure
0: where else it is, but I will say chat sports I will say that it was better than our episode one, which was tough. Saying.
2: Well, these people, this wasn't their first podcast. It was people that already had done podcasts moved into like a new.
0: Yeah, I was listening. I
1: mean, well, for us. This was not our first podcast. Steve, Steve had the Bean Town Buzz. The Buzz. People yeah, forget can, about Andrew that. Andrew had interviewed quite a
2: few people before. Why was our episode one so bad?
0: Uh, it, was probably it was just. It was just no. It was just awkward. Like we just hopped on and we were just. I, I don't know. Just our give it a listen if you want to. Um, the other th- cool thing that happened with us this week, um, Chase Winovich hopped into our chapter meeting. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah I missed it shout out Chase Winovich shout out Colossal for being absent too hey I was only like 15 minutes late all good anyway we'll wrap this up here uh, if you enjoyed what we're list- if you enjoyed what you listened to uh, follow us on Instagram at Gone Bridge Podcast follow us on Twitter at Gone Bridge. always appreciate the DMs questions, reviews, anything love interacting with you guys uh, and then yeah just download our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts uh, Google Podcasts wherever you listen to them We'll be back next week with episode 21 with our predictions. And then season starts. We'll get into that. Episode 22. See ya.